Hey guys, welcome to episode 41 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. Now this one was a little bit, not going to lie to you, a little bit low energy. And the reason for that, I'm going to directly blame the fact that we recorded at 1035 after being exhausted by so much professional wrestling this week. But all in all, we had a good time. We went to fight for the Fallen. Uh, we had an amazing time. And then we go ahead and I'm actually in the middle of watching Evolve right now. Uh, and I'm recording this Thursday night. So that should tell you that it's just been a rough week. But that being said, I hope you all enjoy this episode. As you know, we record these live. So if you ever want to come watch it, subscribe to our YouTube, youtube.com slash for your thoughts. And go ahead and hit set reminder because we will remind you when we go live. Um, but we are doing something fun because you'll you hear later on, I won't spoil it, but we are doing uh, something pretty fun. Um, we're going to make fun of Brandon next week simply because of the lack of energy he had on the podcast. So if you all want to be a part of what's going to be a Kenny for Your Thoughts town hall where you can air your grievances with my co-host. Now, it is tongue-in-cheek, so please, nothing offensive or anything like that. Keep it fun. Uh, but go ahead and leave us a voicemail. That's uh, 205-225-9688. Once again, 205-225-9688. Leave us a fun voicemail. Or you can go ahead and DM me on Instagram at a Kenny for Your Thoughts Podcast, on Facebook at a Kenny for Your Thoughts Podcast, or on Twitter at Kenny Podcast. Send me a video. Send me a video of you cutting a promo or airing your grievances with Brandon, and we'll go ahead and air it live next week. So definitely tune in for episode 42. All right, so without any further ado, here's episode 41. Enjoy. Kenny, for your thoughts. All right, guys, welcome to episode 41 of a Kenny for your thoughts podcast, the podcast where we were supposed to go live at 1035 p.m. And as soon as 1035 p.m. hit, Brandon got up out of his chair and left the room. Brandon. Look, sometimes when you drink a lot of water during the day, things happen. You just you got to go to the little boys room. It happens, you know, uh, it that definitely does happen. But when you're supposed to, I don't know what it is about you. You literally have this last-minute complex. Like, you literally cannot do things on time. 10.35 hit. Like, I literally saw the time go 10.35, and you were like, uh, hold on. And, like, I'm trying to test the audio. Your audio is not even working. And then all of a sudden, you left the room. <laughs> I'm like, what? What just happened? Like, I'm like, somebody just died, and he had to go leave. <laughs> nature calls, man. Sometimes nature calls. Hey, guys, if you're watching the call. This, if you're watching us on Instagram, once again, go on YouTube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts. Then you can find out who Brandon is. Because people think I'm talking to myself right now. But it's okay. Brandon, we have new cameras. <laughs> Brandon, if you're watching the video version right now, we do have new cameras. We look very high resolution. We look... We look... You can see every pore. It's kind of weird. It's not right? good. Yeah, yeah I kind of want to go back to the other one. Yeah, kind of want to return washed these. out. Yeah. yeah I kind of want to return these and kind of just... Let people see us in a better light, Brandon. But, Brandon, yeah, huge, huge week of professional wrestling. I mean, we had a big weekend, right? A little too big, I would say. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> what do you mean a little bit too big? What does that even mean? Explain, Brandon. I, I, I mean, it was just the whole thing, man. It was like, drove over to the house in, in the you know, early afternoon. The sisters were there. They were putting together the AEW sign. They had all the arts and crafts out. They were going all out. 
Yeah, it was crazy. We, we had signs. Oh my god! Now you put me signs. on the spot because unfortunately OBS is kind of not being well to me right now. OBS is reacting horribly, and uh, I couldn't edit down all of those photos for some reason. They're not loading properly. Oh, so, so the video oh, version is going to suffer, but the audio version they don't give a crap anyway because they can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, now I got a photo of it in here somewhere. Oh, here we go. Oh wait, maybe they can see this. No, it's all blurred because of your stupid effect, Brandon. Oh, <laughs> hold it to the camera. Oh, wait. No, you're right. Damn it. Hold like on. I said, your stupid blur effect. <laughs> oh, wait, there it goes. There it is. Yeah, buddy. Yep, yep. so Brandon's holding up the Look sign. Um, it says, Kenny, for your thoughts, loves AEW. Shout out to my sisters who actually made that. Um, so That's Doug awesome. Jackson on, on YouTube right now, on our YouTube chat. So if you're not following along, youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts. We do do these things live. So he says, four and a half hours of Fight for the Fallen and the Jacksonville Heat. That explains it. So not only was it four and a half hours in the Jacksonville Heat, the Jerkoffville Heat, the Jackoffville Heat, uh, it was four hours of us driving to Jacksonville and then four hours of us driving back. Brandon, what time did we get home? Oh, man. It was like after it was, it was like almost four in the morning right yeah, it was like it three definitely something. it was definitely almost yeah. four in the morning for me uh so you must have been way later because you lived 20 yeah. minutes away um poor brandon poor brandon just drove <laughs> the entire I don't know way. How I did it i almost died on the way home i was like passing out <laughs> you didn't have like me there to you didn't have me there to sing songs yeah. with you brandon and i yeah. uh did a lot of singing and talking about music and uh, you, what's good about that? Yeah, yeah. Fernando says nine hours. Yes, I mean we more than nine hours actually, if you think about it, because uh, we left the house what two o'clock p.m. and we didn't arrive till four a.m. So I mean, we spent a lot of time, a lot of time on the road and dealing with people's body heat and body odor. It was great, man. Dude, I I actually. <laughs> I actually don't remember a lot of the event because I remember just being pissed off at the smell. <laughs> Dude, you got to embrace the smell, bro. That's the smell of fandom, bro. That's the smell of wrestling I fans. This. I should have wore this. This is what I should have worn yeah. so that at least I yeah. wouldn't have just been like so hot. Oh, man. It was yeah, so maybe bad. we were a little overdressed. We had the, the vest on and the heavy T-shirts. <laughs> Dude, Doug Jackson's my hero because it, apparently he was looking at our social medias, which are in the lower lower half over here, if you're all looking for them on the, on the video version. For the audio version, that is Instagram and Facebook, at Kenny for Your Thoughts Podcast, and Twitter, at Kenny Podcast. So Doug Jackson says, you passed out during Kenny versus Chima. I can't never say his name properly, too, but that's a discussion for later. Oh, it is a discussion for later. Because that was one of the videos I was trying to... You! It was you! (laughs) No. I did not pass out. I have video of it. No. No. I was was awake for the whole event. I I was in it, man. I was feeling the fashion. Wait a second. Doug Jackson, I just realized, Doug Jackson's actually actually the gentleman who was seated behind us at Fight for the Fallen. So yes, Doug. Doug, I apologize. He was awesome, man. He was doing a lot of chants all night. Doug, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. So, wait, yeah, did, so you, Doug, did you give so Doug wait, wait. No. Yeah. So let me tell you what that means. He didn't follow <laughs> us on social media. It means he witnessed it in person. 
He literally knows that you <laughs> you were a fucking liar and you no, fell asleep because he was no, right behind back us. Me up. I got shooters all around, Brandon. They know what's up. They back me up. This is this is great. I didn't know you would join, man. I really do appreciate that. Um, it's crazy. Wait, so so the cards worked, right? What's that? The cards work. We we had some proper we business we cards. Had, we we had to yeah. look right here. We if, for the video version, we did have a couple, bring a couple business cards, hand them out to a couple people. So we appreciate you all who are jumping on. Uh, w says, "Oh man, I appreciate that." He says, "Damn, Kenny, I've seen this pop up a few times. Proud of you doing what you proud of you doing what you love." So thank you so much for that. Um, Tiff Tiff's on right now on the live chat. You're already here. Your episode's done already. <laughs> So, and uh, Slam Hope Wrestling says the set of Fight for the Fallen was looking like Mania 19. <laughs> but Brandon. Well, yes, Brandon, well, geez, well, geez, Brandon, I'm talking to myself now. Yeah. Can you sleep again just like you were versus Kenny versus Chima, like Doug Jackson said? No. Doug Jackson's the Doug, best. You, Doug, you got to back me up here, Doug. You can't let Kenny get away with this. Am I lying? This is not fair. This is I, great. I, I was honestly, awake. I was honestly, awake. This is great. <laughs> And Tiff, you know Tiff what? asked if we signed yeah. up for people. Here's the funny part. Yeah, so, spoiler alert, we, we were on Instagram Live on the day of uh, Fight for the Fallen. And, uh, yeah, so people were suggesting, like, we go get some Sharpies and sign some cards for people and stuff like that. We did stop at a Dollar Tree. Uh, was it a Dollar General or something? Yeah, we yeah, stopped, yeah, we stopped there, yeah. and uh, we did get Sharpies. But here, uh, you tell me, <laughs> since I have them right next to me, you tell me if these are open. Because by the time we got there, it stunk so badly. <laughs> wow. That Brandon, I, maybe it was Brandon. That's the thing. Maybe it was Brandon. You know, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> what, is, what, what does Doug say? Doug literally says, as John Mockley said, as Dean Ambrose, nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, wow. that's great. That's absolutely You great. know what? I did dig the, the venue, though, the little amphitheater. Like it looked cool, I thought so. Anyway, when I, I watched some of it too. back on the yeah on the Bleacher Report live thing, it looked it looked cool inside. I I, I didn't get a, actually a lot to to watch. Uh, Tiff Tiff asked where hers is, so here we're gonna I'm gonna sign it as we're talking because she'll, she'll get one. <laughs> she'll get one right now, and then uh, I expect awesome. it says she says I expect Kenny's cologne on the card. Ooh, she wants a personalized <laughs> one, Brandon. You can put your body odor on it too, Tiff. Yeah, here's what, look, I'll, look, I'll just yeah. rub it, rub it right here. I'm just kidding. I'm not actually yeah. doing that. <laughs> um, but you speak of the venue, Brandon. Um, I actually didn't get yeah. a chance to see it um, too much. I've been busy ever since we came back. It just feels like yeah. nonstop. That's what's going on with me. But here, so for everyone to see our point of view, this was this was our point of view from Fight for the Fallen right here. I took this picture right when we entered. Um, I want to tell you that just so people don't go. Uh, you see AEW didn't draw a good crowd there. Uh, that place that place was jam-packed. I mean, that place was absolutely jam-packed. Um, and not only that, but as you can see, it was just um, it was just a really unique view. This is a concert stage, as you can see. Um, you know, Brandon, people were getting a lot of flack. Here, Tiff, I want to show you this on air. Um, here, I have signed it, just so, so you can see that I have signed it for you. <laughs> and then I'll put little XOXO. X, uh, uh, X, uh, and right? the cologne, and then and remember then, the cologne, yeah. And then we'll do a little kiss there. So, <laughs> I'll be doing, that, and <laughs> if you want one, I'll be gloss. doing that. I'll be doing that for everyone. Yeah, I should have worn lip gloss. I apologize. 
Um, but Brandon, um, a lot of people are giving this event shit because they said, uh, and I feel like it's WWE fanboys. They're like, oh, how stupid was it for them to choose the hard camera side that they chose because they focused on the part of the crowd that was there was nobody there, whereas where we were seated, there were literally three levels of people um, right. and just absolutely jam packed, which I'm yeah. sure you can tell from this picture. So, what do you think about that? I mean, I mean, did uh, you... I, I thought it was I thought it was just maybe an issue of the design of the theater because it's probably not designed to have a wrestling ring, you know, where it is. So that's probably why they did the best they could with where they had to put the hard camera is what I'm assuming is why it was like that. But it's hard to say. Um, um, it, it did like when I was watching it back, they did a good job. They switched the cameras around the camera angles. So you got to see the, you could the see sitting yeah, in the back that was anyway. My thing. It's like, though, I know the yeah. hard, the hard cam was the way it was, but you could see that it was packed from the other cameras. Yeah. It's not right. like, I feel like they didn't have to focus on that all night, and and I feel like again I know maybe you not so much because you're you're you didn't really watch WCW, but it had a WCW esque feel to it where you know WCW would do unique sets and and, and things like that, and it felt yeah. like that. Like I I felt it felt good not having to watch just the crowd. It felt nice to like we saw a unique entrance way with as you saw a concert, basically a concert set up with people on the stage. Um, so yeah. I personally liked it. I personally liked it. And I think for anybody that's giving them shit, that tells me that you didn't really watch, you know, the WCWs or uh, the, the other wrestling federations, if you will. Um, and he says, uh, yeah, Kenny, I thought you liked WWE, at least from what I remembered years ago when you worked for me at Wiregrass. <laughs> yes. Yes, my <laughs> old boss here. Um, nice. Yes. Um, no, I do love WWE, but I love wrestling in general. You know, so uh, I, this is the event that we went to. So, you know, I, I love it all. Um, <laughs> Fernando, uh, Fernando Velasquez, Russell Marvin for 333, your biggest fan. He says, Kenny, how long was Brandon looking for a damn TV? I think I can answer that. I think this. I think this one's working. I, I got this video working. So, uh, actually, no, I don't have it working. I don't have it working. So I apologize. But there is a video. Uh, there is a video of Brandon looking for a screen. Um, yes. Yes. I gotta see this one where you find it. I didn't get the chance to see the video. That would be awesome. Yes. No, it, look. Yeah, I, I was looking for a screen, but it. it it was it was good. Hey, hey, the fans marked out when they turned the screen on. So, right, don't be a hater. Yeah, so, so it well, helped. It helped. So every yeah. time they showed that screen, that's the funny part. Every time they showed the screen, uh, literally, every, all these fans were popping. And uh, Doug, Doug might laugh at this because Doug was sitting next to her. There was just this girl that was just irritating me because she had an opinion on everything all night. But then every time somebody would do a chant, she was like, nobody's listening to you, jackass. And then there was one thing where they turned on the screen and she literally was like, and I said something like, well, they cut it off. And then the fans were reacting to the match. And then I go, oh, how could you how could you react if you couldn't see it, you bastards? Like, you know, because everybody was complaining the screen wasn't on. And then she goes... <laughs> That doesn't mean just because we react doesn't mean we could see. And I like literally looked at her, gave her the look I give Brandon, and then I looked right back. Yeah, Kitty was fighting fans at the event. All I right. was fighting, bro. I was fighting for what I believe in. Yeah. So, 
Uh, is AEW really that good? Yes, absolutely. If you haven't caught AEW, um, if you haven't caught AEW, seriously, um, it, I would say, like, I know you used to watch WCW, bro, so watch W, watch AEW, man. AEW is such a good product. I have nothing but good things to say about it. It's an alternative to WWE. So if you're sick of WWE, please, for the love of God, watch AEW. <laughs> What, what's Fernando? For, Fernando and Tiff is—they're playing like a game of Where's Waldo. I'm very confused. But anyway, <laughs> back to the chat. Back, back to the show here, Brandon. What do you have to yes, say sir. about the event? My phone's yeah, blowing uh, up, so I'm, I'm horribly distracted oh, right now. Everyone's oh, just damn. blowing my phone up here. So go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, you know what? It's hot as oh, oh yeah. sorry. Someone's blowing yeah. up your phone too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What is this? Hey, look at this. Mr. Well, my, OB, my, <laughs> my OBS is acting up right now, so here we go. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to him. Uh, yeah, what I will say is, uh, yeah, I thought the, the venue was cool that it was in. Um, maybe they'll figure out another way to work with the hard cam. Maybe if they do something there again. Um, but since I was there in the audience, I didn't get to see it that much, uh, the actual event on TV. So I don't know how it came across on TV or on the Bleacher Report live to people, but being there live, it, it was cool. It was a cool atmosphere. Uh, as hot as it was, I thought the energy of the crowd was, was pretty decent throughout oh, man. The, energy, the entirety of the event. Yeah. The energy was definitely better than WWE stomping grounds. <laughs> right, <laughs> so they say. Yeah, so, uh, so Doug um, just a adds a little bit uh, to what we were saying, which is, he says, except ringside fighting, which the screens were turned on for, lots of whining uh, of the screens. I had the complaint a, a bit with Fighter Fest when I was there, uh, not seeing the ringside fighting. Uh, fight for the Fall and improve that. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I think, guys, I think you're failing to realize the whole point of these screens and the whole point of, of what happened, per se, right? Uh, the reason they're doing that is because there are fans like Brandon uh, who will only watch the screens. They will only watch the screens all night. And instead of being involved in the atmosphere uh, of the event. So what AEW attempted to do was kind of just make everybody focus on the ring. Because you can imagine the shot probably looks horrible. Like absolutely horrible if you have everybody just doing this number. Um, looking up in other words. Um, so yeah, the event was, I think, I think it was the right decision. I think they put the screens on when they needed to, when people fought in the crowd, that's when they put right. the screens on. That's the time you do it because then people really can't see anyway. So you might as well help them out. Um, but yeah, I was okay with it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Brandon, you, you're the screen master. <laughs> screen master. You know, it'd be great if they had a whole time. I'm definitely you know, they put it on and people go outside the ring so, because it does, it, it's hard to see down that area. In fact, like kind of where we were, we couldn't see all down there at that one angle. So it's good that they put the screen on that. You can still see the action and still stay uh, engaged in the match. So that was good. Uh, like I said, I like the look of the venue. Once I saw it back on the pay-per-view itself on Bleacher Report Live, it looked cool. I think it looked a lot better uh, on TV than we gave it credit for because uh, for the simple reason that I think in person we almost seemed like it almost just seemed like a small stage, but um, on TV it seemed huge because uh, it was only 5,500 yeah. people. Uh, right. But still, but still. 
Um, <laughs> they're making fun of me because we had a little technical difficulty there, and it made you look like your uh, it's it made it look like your chair went all the way down, and it made me look really you know tiny. But anyway, <laughs> we're live, pal. We're live. Um, so fight for the fallen. I mean, uh, so spoiler alert. The coolest thing is that we actually did record us traveling the entire way to fight for the fallen so we have quite literally three and a half hours we did take some breaks every once in a while but we have three and a half hours of footage um, on my samsung galaxy s10 of us uh you know just literally driving and talking so uh it was so funny though um it was so funny that i literally was like like it was i'm i'm, I'm stunned brandon i'm, I'm absolutely this is this is like the worst that I've ever stuttered on the podcast, but it's okay. <laughs> You're so, so excited, man. I'm so excited. That's the yeah, but that's no, the but literally every time uh, we were talking, we would turn when we would turn off the video, I should say, we still were like talking like this because this is not how we talk normally. This is more right. of our podcasting voice. Like usually I'm kind of like, yo, what's up, Brandon? What are you doing? Yeah. All right, cool. But literally we found that when we would cut off the camera, I'd be like, hey, what do you want to eat? And you'd be like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know what you want to eat. Like, so we literally yeah. were on the whole time. But I want to. You got me conditioned to be on because <laughs> right? you're like, the camera's on. It's like, they can't hear what you're saying. You need to talk louder. So, like, the whole time. The like, whole time. Have yeah. a voice, like, elevated, even. And I didn't realize when you had the camera turned off. Right. Oh, so, man. I did want to share a little clip because uh, what we'll do is we'll actually drop this on the. Uh, we'll drop this on the podcasting channel. And uh, we'll drop an edited version, of course, because nobody wants to watch four hours of, of us driving, unless you're a patron. And then, of course, I can give it to you if you want to watch four hours of us driving. But uh, it's just so a little weird. tidbit, a little tidbit of Brandon telling a story of him getting pulled over. So I want to share that with you right now. Oh, fantastic. Like, ah, we're good. Oh, and, of course, it was turned really wrong. <laughs> Like, wow. OBS is not liking me today. Like, OBS is, is, is I had this edited all perfect and this thing's like nope. Anyway, it was like a rotate. You didn't take the precautionary measures, man. Right as the clip ends. Right as the clip ends, guys. Hey, look, if they want to see more they could go to the right. Uh, yeah, that's what that was. That was just a preview, right. guys. That was just a preview. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but anyway, guys. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, Brandon driving at 150 miles an hour <laughs> and getting pulled over, and you can hear the rest of that story when we drop the video. Yeah. yeah everyone, everyone on the chat's pretty much assuming that it's you messing up the uh, the videos, there, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, I'm probably responsible for Brandon, it. I got a gift for you. Something arrived. I want to show you. Well, what? Describe it for the people in Audioville. All right. What am I getting here? What am I getting? Your shirt has arrived. What? Oh, snap. We ordered shirts right here. This is our logo shirt. You see how big it is. Yeah. Uh, this is our shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com slash candy for your thoughts. This is our just classic logo. So we'll go ahead and throw that up right now. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Kenny for your thoughts. Support the podcast. Buy a t-shirt. Classic. That way we can make more four-hour videos. Um, <laughs> we can watch more four-hour videos of Brandon driving a car, <laughs> uh, making illegal U-turns, and things That's like right. that. This is what the people want to see, man. 
Right. That's it's good exactly content. What they want to see. But anyway, right. uh, people are asking, what do we think it, it was match of the night there, Brandon? Ooh, match of the night. You know what? I thought that the uh, Rhodes brothers and the Bucks were going to be match of the night. And, um, but I guess just how the card ended up running, uh, I ended up liking the uh, tag team. Let me hear this. I, I want to know because I had a similar feeling. So let me see if you choose the same match. Oh, the same match. Yeah, uh, with the Lucha Brothers. Yes, that was. Yeah, the, that's exactly what I was gonna say too. Which was like the Lucha yeah. Brothers to me stole the show because yeah. the entire crowd just going zero medo like the yeah. entire time there was just a completely yeah. different atmosphere Honestly, when yeah. the Lucha Brothers were around and specifically uh, Pentagon Junior. Pentagon yeah. Junior, like. I, I mean, I've seen him. I've I've seen him on TV, but I felt why he's a star in that match because he just had the crowd quite li- almost quite literally in the palm of his hand because the literally the every time SCU or anybody was mounting offense, they were still going zero medo zero yeah. medo and and they just did that just all night yeah. all night. Uh, and it was good because he had that and the dueling SCU chance like at the same time. And so S- yeah, had that big time field was, fight. Yeah, right. It was ingenious to actually have these two teams face each other because they were so over that. Yeah, the crowd was just super into it. It was like you know if they weren't chanting Zeromedo, they were chanting SCU. You know, just the whole time. Right. Um, so it's just absolutely amazing. But there was actually one person that really surprised me, and not because he's not talented. But because right. I did not, to me, and maybe I should throw this question, uh, throw, throw this as a question to you first. Who do you feel was the most over at Fight for the Fallen? Oh, uh, man. You know what? Darby Allen got a lot of love when he came out. He did. As did Joey Allen. Jo- uh, who'd you just say? Sorry. Joey Janela, you mean? Sorry, Joe Janela. Joey Allen? Know. You're making I'm up wrestlers Darby as we Allen, speak? I'm thinking Darby Allen, like, mixing them together, yeah. Darby <laughs> Allen and Joey Janela. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they both had uh, good reactions. Um, Not who had yeah. a good reaction, but who was, do you feel is <laughs> the most over with their reaction? Uh, oh, wait, did they have the Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy? Here we go. So here's who <laughs> I feel. I'm going to transition it. Who I felt was the most over was Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus, to me, stole the show. He was the dark horse of Fight for the Fallen because it's not, again, it's not that Judas Devlin, Luchasaurus, is not talented. It's the fact that on a show with the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes... You got Pentagon Jr., you got Chris Jericho, Hangman Page. Listen to the names that we're saying. The biggest crowd reaction of the night was Luchasaurus. That place came unglued for Luchasaurus. Like every time he stood out like a sore thumb uh, when he was in that match because he's, you know, he's a tall guy. But I was just stunned because. Oh, and his I, movement, too, for, for right. size, man. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It was just like very, very impressive. It's like. I think he's supposed to be, and you know, don't quote me on this, but he's supposed to be the second to Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is supposed to be the main act, but he's stealing the spotlight from Jungle Boy. There's a guy who's just so talented, and I'm glad he's finding his footing in AEW because if you didn't know, he was in FCW, he was in NXT. 
You know, he floundered in WWE. They never really called him up, never did anything with him. He was on Big Brother before. Um, but now he's kind of found his calling. And, and I saw his interview with Chris Van Vliet. Apparently, he did a character for uh, Lucha Underground. And I don't remember the specific name. Uh, but when they came back, he thought everyone was chanting something different. And they were, you know, like they were chanting something. And he was like, oh, did I suck? And he, go, and, uh, he was told, no, they were chanting Luchasaurus because of your mask. So he nice. ran with it, and that's that's a perfect example that sometimes you don't come up with gimmicks, guys. Sometimes you just run with it, and you just f- see what gets a crowd reaction, and you go with it. Um, because it's the smartest thing to do. It's the smartest thing to do. So I was really shocked that Luchasaurus stole the show. That's right, man. Luchasaurus was uh, was awesome. Uh, oh, I also have to say on uh, the other match, the match with Lucha Brothers, I like the spot with the uh, with the ref <laughs> missing the glove toss, <laughs> and then the but crowd that... like booing her, and then she'll have right. to throw it back, and they did it over again, and everybody was like happy about it again. That was that was a and cool you see, moment th- of again, the night. Th- it just made me go. You know, I, I've talked about this a lot this week, which is like sometimes if there's realism to something, it adds to it. It's not the fact that they messed up because it wouldn't have meant nothing. It would just been a the normal spot he does where he tosses it to the ref. And if, if Jessica Carr, the referee, had caught it, it would have just been the normal thing. But she missed it. And the whole crowd goes, boo! And to her credit, and I don't know if this was her call or if, or if this was Pentagon Jr.'s call. I kind of have a feeling Pentagon Jr. was the one who said, I think I saw him kind of motion for it back. But either way, whoever made the call to do it over, it really got over for with the crowd because it tosses it back and you know, he tosses it again and she catches it. The second time they went they erupted, the entire crowd erupted. So it's just sometimes in wrestling it's like just adding that bit of realism. It's not that she messed up, it's that that, that it was a real moment, you know. It was fun. Um but I loved it. Yeah, I love that. I think the summary I give you for Fight for the Fallen, because we do have a little yeah. bit of WWE to talk about uh, as right. well. Um, I think the summary I'll give you for Fight for the Fallen, uh, it was really just the show of the tag teams. I mean, there was just six-man tags. There was, uh, you know, regular tags. Uh, there was people tagging the wrong Asian person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in all is she all right? By the way, I was gonna say in all seriousness, uh, yeah. Britt Baker. Uh, if you don't know, she tagged the wrong. Okay, so let's let's start over. <laughs> I, I remember making fun of Britt Baker because I was like, you know, look, if you didn't think all Asian, and I'm half Asian, so I can say this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. if you didn't think all Asian people looked alike before, you know, look at no look no further than the Britt Baker hot tag because she tagged the wrong Asian girl. She didn't even know who her partner was. <laughs> So we had fun with it. I don't know about anybody else. Doug, yeah. Doug Jackson, who was sitting behind us, you can tell me. Uh, he says, by the way, 100% Pentagon's call. So, yes. So he confirmed nice. that. Um, but I don't know about you, but in the arena, we were having fun with that. We were like, oh, my God, Britt Baker tagged the wrong Japanese girl. Uh, however, however, now it comes, comes out that she had a very serious concussion. A very serious concussion. And... It kind of makes me wonder, you know, and I know uh, I just heard this on All Elite Podcast. I've, I've heard this um, on interviews with Chris Van Vliet. It makes you wonder what their concussion protocol is going to be. Because we had a performer that was heavily concussed. And I'm, I'm talking about it's very serious, you know. It, it, it might be. And, yeah, so I have a comment on Instagram um, from, from JoJo, a uh, fan of ours, who we interviewed. Actually, we interviewed him in one of our episodes. I think it's episode 37. Um he says Brit botched the whole time. Yes, but that goes back to you know another episode when we talked about Goldberg botching. 
When you're concussed, you're concussed. If you've never been concussed, you don't understand. So now she has my full sympathy because if I was concussed, I'd have performed just the way she did. I mean, it's was horrible. It was horrible. You can imagine she didn't know where she was. Um, but anyway. Oh, so Doug Jackson says, I was in the gift shop because the librarians suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. So, you know what's funny? Uh, let's talk yeah. about the librarian gimmick. Um, so, yes. So, so JoJo says, I didn't know she was concussed. Yes. So, that's the thing. Yes, she was concussed. And that's why we should all give her a pass. Even though we're joking, yes. Uh, our performer was hurt and it sucked. Um, so, yeah. So, the librarian thing. I noticed everybody. You know, was saying, oh, that gimmick sucks. That was this. That was that. But there was a spot where I think Peter Avalon ran out to kind of like hold people back. I think it was the Jericho stuff. And uh, everybody's going, shh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like to me, I almost had to take a moment back because I think the librarian gimmick sucks too. But I had, almost had to take a step back and I had to go, hmm. If we're all going shh right away. Maybe this gimmick's more over than we thought, because it, we're we're loving to hate it. We don't like it, but maybe it's getting over. I think maybe Peter Avalon got it over a little bit more than Leva Bates did at uh at the last uh, at Fighter Fest. Uh, that could be it. I thought Peter Avalon came out of this looking like a star. Um, and Doug Jackson agrees. He said Peter needs to be an on-screen authority figure. Leva Bates needs to be a single star. I agree with that. I agree with that. But Brandon, what do you think about the librarian gimmick? Yeah, it, it's like I said that one night when we when we first saw it on that pre-show thing uh, for Fighter Fest. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a little weird because it's like they kept doing it like over and over and over again. It felt like it was just dragging on. It was like, all right, this is good, but you should have like just stopped it like a, like a few minutes beforehand. You know, it kept going, but like you said, it, it now it's like it's conditioned the audience to sort of start doing it now when he comes out uh during the segments and so it, like you said it made that moment during the jericho segment where he comes out in the crowd shushing you know yeah i thought it was good man um and the good thing is like i said during the the kenny omega match uh for which by the way i'd never experienced kenny omega live and again he came across looking like a star so i kind of get it now i get i get why a lot of these guys are touted as, as such good performers uh, but during the, that match, which was probably one of the best of the night, Brandon fell asleep during that match. Uh, <laughs> Doug Jackson can confirm. So what I've done, uh, just to remind you all about this, what I have done is collected more casual wrestling fan drool water from Brandon since he was asleep. Uh, if you act now, if you DM me, I will send you a bottle of casual wrestling fan drool water. Uh, and like I said, right here, I have... I have some right here from the event. This is Brandon's actual oh, drool. That is a really second, cool top there. Right, right. Second, yeah. The second week in a row that I've been able to sell this, because we ran out of the WrestleMania 35 drool water, <laughs> but luckily, like I said, we have Fight for the Fall and drool water. They all goes to victims of drooling violence. Um, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> that's horrible. I shouldn't joke. That Why was not? Such, it was such a good thing that they did with the... Uh, you know, collecting money for uh, gun vi victims of gun violence. We're doing uh, a good thing too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really the same. Is it? But yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think it was good. Uh, 
yeah, uh, do you want to go ahead and segue into the uh, the other the other promotion? Well, here? Let, let's also talk about the fact that um, full full disclosure. Um, oh, yeah. We're not going to talk anything about Evolve because I have not seen it yet. I've been so oh, busy likewise. that I have not seen Evolve yet. So, um, yeah, I don't know how good it was. I don't know how, um, you know, I don't know what was going on. But, you know, we're asking, we're getting some fans asking for some WWE talk. So, luckily for you, we are going to the WWE section. We mostly talk about WWE, but we went for to fight for the fall, so we had to talk about that. That's right. Um, all right. Are you, so, are you trying to go extreme first? Of course, we're trying uh, to go extreme. <laughs> Briefly, <laughs> All right. yeah, Brandon, let's, let's, we are going to go extreme. We're so going let's extreme. talk about extreme rules because I begrudgingly think, and this is coming. This is how I know I'm not biased. We were at Fight for the Fallen, and I still think Extreme Rules might have been the best event of the week. Really? Yes. Look at that. And again, that's why. Again, I know I'm not biased because usually I'm like. Is it because I went to this event that I feel it was the best? Right. Uh, in this case, like I said, Extreme Rules came. WWE came to play this week. Um, that was actually really, really good. Like, I mean, I was shocked. I thought, remember, I mean, we didn't even cover Extreme Rules last week on our episode. And yet, th- I'm saying Extreme Rules was the best. Right. That should tell you something. So, Brandon, did you was watch it? Extreme Rules? Uh, I, I got to saw, see, uh, sorry, I got to see bits and pieces of it. Yes. Okay. Some clips, some matches. What, what were you uh, going to ask me? Yeah, I was going to say, was it? Did you think the the pay per view as a whole was good, or was it just like certain matches that no, really sort of elevated it? I think the entire pay per view delivered from top to right. bottom, which was uh, why I rank it so high. I, I felt like it never really stopped. Um, you know, I mean, right off the bat, the the pre show, the kickoff. Since Vince McMahon doesn't <laughs> like the word pre show, damn it, it's a kickoff. Not a pre-show. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura beat Finn Balor to win the IC title. Right away, they started off okay. with a bang. Yeah. Um, and that was just crazy. And then the next one was the Cruiserweight champion. But it, speaking of Shinsuke, it's like, I'm just excited that they've already pushed him right back to where he was. You know what I mean? Like, there was there was no stalling with him. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I'm hoping Shinsuke Nakamura does some big things. I'm hoping they learn from the past. And uh, that's good. Thank you for the heart emoji. I appreciate that on Instagram yeah. Live. Um, what's what's the deal with uh, with with Finn? Uh, so Finn, I guess the rumor is that he's requested some time off, uh, and it's been granted. So that will happen post SummerSlam, supposedly. Supposedly. So let's see. Um, we shall definitely see um, what that means. I mean, we got we got some stuff to talk about in regards to Finn Balor when we get to Raw. I mean, I mean, I guess let's just jump into it. Let's just let's just jump all around. So yeah, right. so on Raw, he wins his match and out comes the redebuting Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. Bray Wyatt, what'd you think about that one, Brandon? There you go, man. Hey, people have been clamoring for for Wyatt to come out and make his in-ring debut. Um, you know, I I still really like the. Uh, Funhouse segments, man. I figured they could have milked a few more of those out. Before what, he made what do you mean? Debut. They did that for like three months, man. Like they did it for a while. Like by today's standards, that was a long, long time. That was, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they had to move it along. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that was cool. He, he came out. You know, gets the win. I mean, what do you what do you think they're going to do with him for SummerSlam? You know, coming up. 
Uh, I definitely with think, Bray Wyatt. I definitely think that uh, he's facing Finn Balor. Um, I definitely think he's facing Finn Balor at SummerSlam. I mean, like that, the Demon. I, versus, I was going to say. I think it's the yeah. Demon versus the Fiend. Um, but at the same time, dude, I feel like that may overshadow Bray Wyatt. So maybe they'll hold off on the demon in that sense because I, in fact, if I were WWE, I wouldn't do the demon because, like I said, why would you have, if you have a supernatural character debuting, you know, it might hurt it to have another supernatural character kind of overshadow it. Um, right. I might be wrong of that. I might be wrong. You know, uh, maybe it will help to have the the demon, if you will, um, come out and face the fiend and then kind of the fiend beat him basically showing that he's the superior one. Uh, so I don't know. I what, what's, what's your take on that, Brandon? Dude, it, demon or crazy. no demon? I, I almost say you have the demon in it. Cause I just think it would be cool to have these two supernatural characters go at it. Um, plus it gives you another excuse to have him Bella come out as a demon. I think if you're going to do it, why not at SummerSlam and why not against the fiend, you know? Um, so I, I'm cool with the do. I hope I hope they end up doing it that way. Um, but I mean, I can I can safely say that we'll probably have uh, Finn Balor uh, lose that match and take some time off after SummerSlam. Right. Um, hey Brandon, so I've been editing on the fly here. So here, oh yeah, yeah. So we got the picture of, of uh, oh nice Bray Wyatt on there, which I didn't plan. Um, but yeah, I mean. I, that was a scary ass debut, uh, re-debut, By the way, that was actually yeah. like made me go, "Holy crap!" So um, wait, is he always gonna just wrestle in the mask? I, we don't know. I hope I, so. Yeah, I, I hope he does. If man. he's gonna wrestle in it, or if that's that's something he's gonna take off before he wrestles. Either way, I'm okay with it. Um, right. I think, uh, I think he did well. Yeah. So again, people are asking if we talked about Evolve. We're not gonna talk about Evolve because unfortunately we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, um, it's because I got home at like four in the morning. <laughs> I got home at four in the morning, and yeah. I pretty much worked the rest of the week. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I want to see uh, evolve definitely though. Um. So back to extreme rules. I mean, you knew this to me. You knew this was going to be a good pay per view when they went at about four p.m. They announced that the Undertaker, Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre was opening the show, and wow. when they when they announced that, everybody was like, "Why would you?" Like, it's so funny how fickle people are sometimes. People were like, why would you put The Undertaker on first? Well, that's stupid. The Undertaker deserves to be in the main event. It's like, aren't you the same people on social media? I'm talking about Twitter. Aren't you the same people that would bitch that The Undertaker's uh, taking somebody's spot? And he's an old man and he doesn't deserve to go on last. And he and Goldberg stunk the joint up. And then now you got everybody saying, well, you see, Taker, it wasn't Taker's fault. At at I want you to go back. People, guys, here's the thing. This is why I think we are the best wrestling podcast, all right? Because I think about the bigger picture bluntly, whereas other people are like, Undertaker Goldberg sucked. I can't believe they did that. I can't believe... And I, the whole time I said, it's not their fault. Undertaker can still go in the ring. In fact, Goldberg can still go in the ring. The man got concussed. The same reaction you all have to Britt Baker this weekend and saying like, <laughs> She tagged the wrong Asian girl. I can't believe she tagged the wrong Asian girl. Good. She was concussed. You give her an excuse. Give that same excuse to Undertaker and Goldberg. That's what happened. And now you all see that I was right. Because on Sunday, Undertaker had his best showing in years, as Pro Wrestling Pod put it on Instagram Live right now. His best showing in years. I I mean, I don't know. If you weren't hyped for that match, I don't think you have freaking pulse in your body. 
because that match was just absolutely insane. I can't I, I can't say enough good things. And that's one of those matches where I heard I hear that they, you know, they were hugging backstage and they were all wow. happy. Y'all had a good showing, right? They absolutely had a good showing. And Brandon, if you haven't seen that match back, run that shit back. And that, that uh was that match of the night for you? I, I don't know if it was match of the night. Um, you know, I'll have to think about it. Uh maybe, yeah. I would say yeah, maybe. probably like begrudgingly. There might right. be one match that I thought was really up there um but yeah that easily was one of the best matches of the night now speaking of not the best match of the night we had the revival versus the usos and then this is where this is where i become a w this is where i become a wwe fan more so than a aew fan because a lot of aew fans would probably say oh the revival and the usos that was a good wrestling match but i was like yeah but i was listening to that crowd and nobody and I mean, nobody was reacting to that match. As good as the, the the wrestling was, they had nothing to invest in in that match. Uh, and it really showed. I mean, I, as I joked, you know, their music hit. And then ultimately when the Revival won, I said it twice. I went, and the crowd goes mild. <laughs> Because was it his was it his place on the card? Did they have placed it somewhere else on the card? No, Maybe no, better. I don't no. think so. It, it was just they also got hurt by the opening tag team match too. And that's the that's the thing that that ultimately I feel will make the Usos and the revival step up. Um, I mean the the fact that you know it's a good thing that they got exposed like that in my opinion because the Usos are talented, the revival is talented. I'm not taking anything away from these these two teams, but the fact that they had such a hot opener, and then they had they went on next. It kind of was like eh, I don't want to see this crap. That makes people have to step up. It puts the pressure on them. So the next go around, I don't think they'll under deliver like that. Um, after that, I mean, we had Alistair Black and Cesaro. Oh, that was yeah. a good match. Like I, I think I was disappointed that Cesaro was the opponent uh, when they announced it. But then when I thought about it, it was like, oh, Cesaro is going to give him a good match. Absolutely going to give him a good match. And they they might have stole the show. I didn't expect them to have as, wow. such a good match. Um, I don't know if you saw this at all because you're a casual fan. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, have you seen casual. any wrestling this week besides Fight for the Fall? And, and you're ta- you're on a wrestling podcast. You're talking about it. Have you seen any any other yeah. event besides Fight for the Fall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to see uh, Bitter Raw and SmackDown. Let me, let me and, ask this again. Have you watch watched any full shows? <laughs> Besides <laughs> Fight for the Fallen, which you didn't really see because you were asleep for most of the no, Kenny Omega match. No, no, no. <laughs> I, was, I was awake for that match. This is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, like I said, I got to see uh, most most of the SmackDown. Uh, I got to see the most of, but that's about it. So, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. What did you think about the last man standing match with Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley? That was why I couldn't. I don't know if I can give Undertaker and Roman Reigns the 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 W here for the night because I really like the Braun Strowman Bobby Lashley match, and it was funny because a lot of people, you know, I watched it with a couple friends. Drew Drew had us over, yeah, and uh, yeah, they were kind of like groaning when those two came out, and I was like, oh. Let it, I was like, let it happen because they might they might steal the show, and I felt like that's exactly what happened. They had a very very good hardcore match. They had the most easily yeah. the most extreme match of the night. Um, Dude, they got the ECW chance. Going. Exactly what I was gonna say. If you can get ECW chance in Philly, I think oh, you're yeah, doing from something the Philly right. Crowd, yeah, yeah. It's not like they just got ECW chance from a random crowd. It was literally 
the Philly ECW crowd. Um, I loved it. I loved every second of it. So, um, which is crazy. Like, it is sort of crazy to think that you're sort of getting the best stuff out of, you know, Strowman and Lashley. Two guys have been feeding. Yeah, forever, two guys right? have been kind of. Yeah, they've been like kind of feeding forever, but there were two guys that were kind of in a weird spot where it's sort of like they seemed like they were going to push them, and then they just sort of backed off of them for a little bit. But then, like, they end up putting them together in a, in a feud, and it sort of ends up paying off in this hardcore match. I mean, like right now, like it, it's weird because, like, like you said, it's like you could you would think that because they've been feuding so long, like we complain that like people feud too long and there's too much going, like they have too many matches. But then, you know, you give them the creative freedom, you give them just a little bit more, and they do they can have a match of the night. I was really invested in this feud, and sometimes WWE gets it right; they get it right to like feud a couple guys um, for a while. You know what I mean? And in this case, um, yeah, like I said, I mean, these two have chemistry together. And I really liked uh, Lashley here. I mean, Lashley was very charismatic here. I was very surprised. Um, you know, I liked the Bailey the Bailey match against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. <laughs> did, was, you, did you like that one? That might have been the one of the weaker matches, but that's All not right. saying that it was a bad match. It's just saying how strong this crowd was or the this card was. was. Right, right, right. Um, one of the best matches of the night, and it's I feel like I'm saying that for everything, but that's to tell you how good this card was. It was the New Day winning the tag team titles back. Like, they had such a stellar performance, and that's to show you that's why I'm so critical of the Revival and the Usos. Right. Because you have another tag team match here, and they completely killed it. Heavy Machinery, Daniel Bryan, Rowan, um, the oh, yeah. New Day ultimately winning six-time, six-time tag team champions. And uh, just for the that's record... Awesome. Um, I think the record the the record will show Kofi Kingston technically, because of the Freebird rule, is technically a tag team champion here. Wow! So uh, your WWE champion is is a tag team champion. Right. Um, should should they have gone Heavy Machinery for this, or does it doesn't no, matter? No, no. I think they yeah. made the right too decision early for that because yeah. Yeah. they made the right decision here because I think a lot of people on paper, if you saw that the New Day was winning, you'd be like, uh, again, but. It really says something about an act that can be around for five years. The New Day's been around for half a decade now. That's yeah. a long time for a stable in WWE. And they still have not gotten stale. There's been a couple times where it felt like they were on the verge of jumping the shark. And then something always happens to kind of bring them back. I think I think the good thing, like, things have happened organically with the New Day. Big E getting injured right when Kofi won the title, I think was a blessing in disguise because it kind of took Kofi away from the New Day act just a little bit. Right. Kind of separated him. And I, I that's why I'm excited for these tag team titles too because it feels like there's a separation in the New Day. It's like they are still the New Day. They're still boys. But like when it comes to match time, they are going to be separated a little bit. Um, and I think that you spread the New Day out across SmackDown. I think that's good. I think that does good for the show. Um Dude, how about AJ Styles, new United States champion? What do you think about that? You know what's funny? Again, again, it, it's not a knock on them. Obviously, AJ Styles is one of my favorite wrestlers. Ricochet yeah. is is one of the best high flyers in the business. Uh, this was one of the more boring matches on the card, and that's because, oh. one, I think we've seen it. I think we've seen it, but the main thing, I think, is that there were such good matches that it's hard to catch your breath sometimes for other matches. Um, where did this come on the card? I think um, 
this came right after that tag team right, match. So, so it was yeah. like it was it was just very hard to get into it. Um, but let's talk about actually. I, I take my pick back. The match of the night is what followed right <laughs> afterwards. We have a twenty seconds show stealer between Kevin Owens no, and Dolph Ziggler. No, no. This, they gonna do this, is, what, Dolph this is what like you this, do. Bro. This is what you do with Dolph Ziggler. This is the Come role on. he should play. I think we all know my feelings about Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> we've, we've talked about it on this podcast a lot. Dolph Ziggler talking some shit. <laughs> You know, Dolph Ziggler is like the Brandon of, of the podcast here. Dolph Ziggler is the I best of the world. Kick him in the gut and just completely own own Brandon here. Wow. Kevin Owens uh, is easily is easily the runaway train, the runaway train of WWE right now. I mean, he is the stone cold of, uh, of WWE, and they're doing it correctly. They're absolutely doing it correctly uh, with Kevin Owens. Uh, the reason he I, – I talked about it actually at Drew's house – during the pay-per-view, I said the reason Kevin Owens is getting over is because everyone can relate to that guy. And it's going to sound like I'm dissing him, but it's just true. Kevin Owens is out of shape. He's not, you know, doesn't look like a WWE superstar. But this right here, and I'm pointing to my mouth for you in audio world, that's what makes him a WWE superstar. The reason Kevin Owens gets over is because he can talk. And he can talk damn good. He's probably the best talker in WWE. Um, so not only can you relate to him because he looks like you, but then he can talk, you know, and that charisma is what attracts you to him. And he's damn good in the ring too. So there's nothing to not like about Kevin Owens. You can call him fat. You can call him this, you can call him that, but Kevin Owens is something special, uh, whether you want to, whether you realize it or not. Uh, so I'm glad that they're all finally paying attention to that. Fight Owens fight. But anyway, let's 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 gloss over this quickly because I do want to get into Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kofi, Kofi, and, and Samoa Joe. Oh, just amazing match. What did you think match. about that? Oh, okay. A, amazing match. Amazing match. I got nothing but good things to say about it. I will say, I did. I was conflicted because I didn't know who I wanted to win. Uh, I was like, I kind of mm-hmm. want Samoa Joe to win the title, but I don't want Kofi's reign to end. So yeah. So that that was a really really good match. Um, right. And then. You know, I was really excited for the main event uh, for Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans because I just had this feeling. I wanted I wanted Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans to win so bad. And I was <laughs> I like, you saying that, yeah, before. yeah, and I was like, Lacey <laughs> Evans, if Lacey Evans is the one to get the pinfall, it would be so great for the simple reason that Baron Corbin becoming a WWE champion without having to pin the champion. It was just like perfect for his character. Uh, they didn't go with it, uh, but Brandon, I do, I do have something to show you. Yes, I'm sure you saw it already. Here's the clip that everybody's talking about from that match of Lacey Evans. More in love you can be when everything's going right in your life, but you take away yes. something valuable like yeah, you're best right. part of the match. More in love you can be when everything's going right in your life, yeah. but you take away yeah. something valuable. And I, I, I want you yeah, all to see. Right. Uh, I have actual footage of Brandon's face right in your life. Uh, while that was happening. So here we go. Valuable. <laughs> yes yes the old Brent, school hell that, yeah that's a picture from like nine years ago <laughs> that i have of brandon and uh for some reason i was just like you know what this, yes. fits, this fits this perfectly um but yeah it like says it all man dude, that's so, exactly what i'm doing yeah dude that popped me like crazy though but not even just because it was hot i mean it was yeah but because like it was so not PG. Yeah. 
Like they just she, zoomed in. Like they, I, I went straight up her colon. It was great, man. You know what? It was Extreme Rules. They had to step it up, right, and edge it out a little bit. I right. hope she enters the ring that way all the time. Like they had like, a, awesome. they had an excuse. Like I, it, yeah. it, this is the thing. I uh, there's the conspiracy theorist in me that feels like this was their politically correct answer for why they did that. Because if you don't, if you didn't see it, she had Seth written on the back of her shorts. Sense. Yeah, but supposedly she bent a little bit too far, and that's why you couldn't see the S E T H. They just kind of zoomed in on it. Don't buy it for a second. I don't buy it for a second. <laughs> I think that they did this on purpose, but again, they have sponsors to answer to, so they were like, "Ah, oh, we we're just trying to show it off." But you know, it is live TV. It, it it was the way it was. Um, they so, kind of keep this going, man, because Velvet Sky was also one of my, you know, most favorite entrances, you and, know. Uh, so. And Taz with his, uh, yeah, and the Taz, pigeons yeah. loose. Exactly, man. We got to continue on the tradition. So Slam, Slam Hub Wrestling says, I'm happy that Velvet Sky made her WWE debut. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And John says, before I get off and go to bed, do you think that the Bischoff-Heyman era is working? Yes, I do. But Bischoff is not actually in power yet. Um, so that's where that's actually when is what this we're happening? About is this discuss. like post SummerSlam, like when they take no, over no, or something, or start writing the shows? It's, so it's oh, okay. around now. Uh, but let's talk about the elephant in the room from Extreme Rules, guys. I want I want everyone's opinion on this one. Uh, what did we think about this right here? Brock Lesnar yeah. winning, cashing in Money in the Bank, and winning yeah, right. the Universal Title back. We need a legit champion right now. Now's the time. You know, Rollins has got his girl. He doesn't really need the belt anymore. We need some real representation. Brock Lesnar. Now you see that. Now you see if I don't really talk on the podcast, Brandon just has nothing to say. (laughs) Brandon Brandon was just stalling for time there. Uh, But yeah, the, the, the universal title. I mean, you know what's funny? I want to hate this, but I don't. It's funny. For some reason, it feels different. It feels different that Brock has the title now. It feels like we're going to get something a little different. It's not just going to be what we had before. Uh, Brock seems like he's having more fun. Uh, Brock seems like he's letting a little bit more of his personality come through. Uh, The one thing I posted, I don't have it right now, but if you go on our uh, Instagram, if you go on our Twitter, I posted a meme of Brock Lesnar and it says RIP to the Brock party because I was very sad. The one realization that I had was that we no longer were going to see the Brock party. Uh, So Mm -hmm. guys, also our Instagram is ending. So please go to youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts to continue watching us. Um, But back to the show. So yes. Um, the Brock party was ending, but le- on Monday he came out with the title and he was doing the same thing to the title. <laughs> yes. So Brock Lesnar don't give a damn. He don't give a damn. He's going to do the Brock party with anything. It's not even a damn boom box. It doesn't even look like a boom box, but to hell with it because he is going to do it. Let's keep it going, man. What do you think? You think him, him V reigns SummerSlam? Uh, Let's do it. Let's book it. That it's lets time. me know that you didn't see Raw. No, I'm saying they could still do it, right? No? Not no? really. So, so guys, just so you know, now you have proof that Brandon did not watch Raw whatsoever because they had a number one contender match for the SummerSlam, for the SummerSlam opponent. 
Uh, and it's been decided already that Seth Rollins is going to has Look, won that match. They can change that, man. They uh, can Brock change Lester. that. What you think they're going to do a triple threat with Roman? Why not? Let's let's get him in there. Bump I would, it. I would, the thing is, it, it's funny because it's funny that when WWE gives you good booking, like they give you good shows like this. At least me. I don't know if I speak for everybody else, but I'm a lot more forgiving of what they may do and how it will end up. So, example, if this were a year ago, I'd be like, fuck that. Don't put Roman Reigns in the match. That's just going to be shit. We've seen it. But now, because of the creative freedom some of these guys are having, I'm like, I'd be intrigued to see Roman Reigns in this match because he would have to fight Seth Rollins. I also feel like Roman Reigns, is, is they're giving him a little bit more freedom to say what he wants to say. Right. You know what I mean? He, he when he says nobody uh, on SmackDown, he said nobody here likes you. You know what I mean? And and all that. Like he felt like it felt like he wasn't scripted. It felt like he was just being Joe, if you will. And uh, I think that's a good thing. I think Roman Reigns being himself. Oh man, sky's the limit with that guy. You know, if you thought he was doing good business um, with what they were giving him, if they just let him go, phew, I think Roman will be even bigger than we thought. Wow, this could be a huge main event. If it's a triple threat, bro. Just saying. Just put it out there. Fernando says, Brandon, shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, on the on the way to fight for the Fallen, Brandon and Fernando got into it a little bit. Uh, Fernando jumped on our um, yeah, <laughs> jumped right. on our Instagram live, and he just tore Brandon a new asshole. Uh, it was really funny. <laughs> I would I would take Fernando in that fight, Brandon, just for the record. That's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fernando in business. <laughs> Brandon, uh, John, my former boss, he's saying, yeah. I need to be your casual fan podcaster because, Brandon, you're killing me. So, Brandon, <laughs> you need to step it up as a co-host right now. And then uh, Fernando says, guys. I'm with you, Kenny. I forgive, except to Brandon. He doesn't forgive you. <laughs> That's all right. So so let's talk about the elephant in the room. What, what might be the best segment from WWE television this week. Right. Um, you might recognize it. It is the thumbnail for this episode. But it is one Drake Maverick and the twenty four seven title. Look at Brandon, Drake, Brandon. Please tell me you've seen this. Yes, this is fantastic, man. He's trying to consummate the marriage, you know, <laughs> with this lady. Then our truth comes in and ruins it, man. It was cold. It's cold blooded. This was great, man. Like the twenty four seven title is easily the, the most entertaining segments of the night. And uh, the fact that Drake Maverick was just covered up, like, he obviously cares about the title more than his wife. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, he's like, oh, man, it was just, if you haven't seen it, like, I can't do it any justice talking about it. Please go watch it. But our truth coming in, and who did they choose, Brandon? They had a referee wheel it in. Ref, yeah, they had a ref, yeah. They had a ref wheel it in, but who, did, who was service. it, Brandon? Who was it? Uh, the ref was, I don't, I don't remember who, who the ref was. Brandon, was the ref? this is easily the worst episode of the podcast because you literally haven't watched shit. But call you out right now. It was Black Ref. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. cool they had cool. Black Ref, the infamous Black Ref, as we call him here on the podcast. Uh, they chose him because they knew he would be the star in the segment. And then R-Truth rolls up. Uh, Drake Maverick wins the title back. And then in easily the best call of the night, they cut back to Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Renee Young. And they're like, there you have it. What do you think? Or something like that. And Corey Graves right. is like, well, he got him with a small package. Renee Young loses it on air. <laughs> Cannot contain <laughs> yeah, it. Package. Cannot contain it. 
But speaking of losing it on air, Brandon, let's segue into something I did want to talk about. Right. Uh, we have an opportunity this weekend, right? So this is this is about us, guys. This is not about uh, Raw or SmackDown. Um, we are actually going to a show for Knockout Wrestling called Freedom Fights, July 20th at Via, the Via Entertainment Center. And we are going to get to call a live wrestling show, Brandon. That's right. They're How crazy have is us, that? Uh... So we're going to be actually mic'd up. Yeah, we're going to be, the, we're going to be uh, mic'd up. The venue. And we're going to be on the loudspeakers, apparently, oh, throughout dear. the whole center. So that's kind of crazy. So we're, we're literally like, oh, what a slam from the big guy, whoever he is. But, yeah. guys, if you haven't checked out our commentary yet, uh, it would actually surprise you. Because what you would assume, naturally, <laughs> is that I would be the play-by-play because I'm so talkative. And because Brandon doesn't talk as much, he would be the color. You would be wrong because on our commentary, for some reason, it, we found out that it works better if Brandon is the uh, play-by-play because he can call the moves a lot better than he thinks he can. And if I'm the color because I'm more like a Corey Graves heel. So uh, it's just it's so funny. Um, by the time the audio version of the show is released um, on so Thursday, uh, July 18th, uh, they are releasing another show that we just commentated for. Uh, which, which show was? I, I don't even remember what it was called, Brandon. I apologize. Does not got, oh, uh, Unfinished, unfinished Business. Unfinished Business, yes. Yeah. So Unfinished Business, we just called it. And uh, there's a mat. I'm going to spoil it here. I'm not going to say the line, but I want you to watch it. Uh, when we do post it, we'll post a link on our, on our YouTube. Um, we <laughs> On a match for, where Alex Destroyer faces the American Eagle. I did a call that cracked us both up, and that's the reason why I remembered uh, this event is because the same way Renee Young cracks up, me and Brandon crack up completely, and we lose it during this co- piece of commentary. I was in rare form. Oh, yeah, it was solid. He was Brandon, just on. Brandon, he's... everyone's calling you out, and it's funny because I was about to tell you the same thing. It's a, it, Fernando flat out says, and he's being truthful, why can't Brandon show that energy on podcasts? I'm calling you out, Brandon. Where's your energy on this podcast? Oh, for the commentary? Yeah. The the energy that you have on the commentary. He's saying Fernando's basically telling you that he's seen the shows that yeah. we've called. Oh, yeah. I was really good. Well, I, no, I, I feel like it's, it's it's a different kind of energy. It's like... Nope. Yeah. It's nope. like you're doing, you're doing a different thing. You're like calling out the moves in the match. No, your energy is completely on when we do that stuff, but... For this, you're like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool if Roman's the number one contender when, you know, Seth Rollins yeah, right. is already the number one contender. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, like, it's a different, it's a different kind of energy, because it's like, I feel like it's like we're having, like, a conversation, like, what I need to be, like, extra animated. Yes, absolutely. You need to be entertaining, Brandon. I need, what, am I coaching you on air now? <laughs> but anyway. I, I suppose so. What did you think about this at Extreme Rules? Just because I've got to talk about this. This is a big oh, the, moment right Becky, here. This yeah, is Becky, uh, Becky Lynch getting the end of days from Baron days. Corbin. What did you think yeah. about that? That was a cool spot, man. I'm glad they did it. Um, I, I don't I, I don't see anything anything wrong with it. It's cool. I mean, they were the women were taking their shots at the men during the match, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had to have that spot in there. But it was you know, perfect it was cool. it was, for it was Corbin. Like a, yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. I think it just... It was the best that he followed it up with. What are you going to do about it, you piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> Looking at um, 
Seth Rollins. Yeah, he said he said uh, go live on Instagram at some point. Yeah, I was already live on Instagram, but you know, I got off Instagram already. You need to jump on YouTube to be able to see it. Damn it! Right. But yeah, no that that was that was definitely a cool spot in the match, man. Plus, it, it it's cool because it's cool for the story of the match because then it you know causes Seth to just snap and you know go all out. <laughs> when, Fernando, says, Fernando says better surprise than Lesnar, which I agree with. <laughs> Brandon, I need to wake you up for this podcast, so we're gonna watch this one more time. Wake the fuck up. More in love you can be when everything's going yes. right in oh. your life. Would you take Fantastic. away something valuable? It's all we need, really. All right. Did that do it right. for you, Brandon? All right. It, all, it always does. It. Like, let's get back into it. So, so Monday Night Raw. We were talking about Raw. 24-7 title. We saw, we, we'd also talked about uh, the number one contender match. I thought that was a really good match. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think Raw, Raw did really well. Actually, one thing I want to talk about is Natalia. Natalia oh, winning yeah. the number one contender in the women's the women's match. Well, first of all, Brandon, I didn't really watch it, so you tell me. Right. Uh, I heard there was some controversy here with the uh, the women's match. Would you right. Want to explain. Yeah. So they they have they have the match going on. It's a fatal four way. Um, but I guess the they're cutting in and out of the match to go to you know the commercial breaks and stuff like that. But right. then I guess also during the match there's a lot of like rest holding and stuff, and I guess the fans sort of get frustrated. I guess mainly at Alexa Bliss, and uh, they just start chanting all sorts of stuff. They're chanting other wrestlers' names. This is awful, and uh, it caused it caused a little trouble because people afterwards are like, hey, you know we're you know, women were working just as hard as everybody else. We're trying to entertain the fans and they're not right. respecting us in the ring. And it sort of created this weird tension where it's like, all right, yeah, we understand, you know, the women are trying to work and get over and stuff like that. But if the match is bad or, you know, fans aren't enjoying what's in the match, they have a right to sort of voice their opinion. They're not, you know, calling the women sluts or, you know, walking out with this break or whatever. They're just saying, look, this is, so this is not good. With, so do you agree with it? And I'm not saying this like against you, but do you right. agree with what they were saying? Like, was it was it boring? Is is that really what caused it? Or do you feel like it was a case like last week? Because the week before, I felt like the only reason they were chanting CM Punk during the Bailey sarah Logan match was because right. it was the women. So that I felt. But do you feel it was along those lines, or do you feel this was literally no, just I, because yeah. it was boring? Well, yeah. It, well, the match went, went on fairly long as well and probably pacing the match I, I think yeah I think the quality of the match had more to do with the fans displeasure of the match than it being women in the match uh, you know they chain all sorts of stuff during the men's matches too if they're not good you know I don't, right. I don't think it had anything to do with them being women this is why they were saying you know this is awful it's just sometimes you know you come out and the matches are you have a bad match you know a bad day at the office or whatever and, uh, you know, I didn't think the fans did anything. They weren't saying. But, you see, that's the thing. To me, yeah. because the shows have been so good, right? this goes back to the revival on the Usos, is, like, now when there are spots that kind of, you know, what the fans perceive as uh, sucking, they will voice their opinions now because it's like there's a certain level and that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. I like when people call out the fact that you suck on this episode, Brandon, because yeah. it, it'll make hopefully make you want to do better, you bitch. Yeah. 
he didn't react to that. <laughs> Literally called him a bitch on air. He did not react. This is but not look. the Brandon I want. Did, can't you take a note from Natalia Neidhart? This is kind of what I'm saying. Right. Becky Lynch and her all of a sudden, she wins the match, which I'm like, oh, no, another Natalia title shot. This is boring. And then two seconds she sells me on the match because Becky Lynch says, you know, I'm better at war than I am. Be- I'm a, I'm better at war than I am a lover. And Natalia just kind of does a little side glance and goes, well, then you must be a terrible lover, bitch. Right. I like as soon yeah. as she says that, I was like invested in the feud. Did it, it saved the segment, right? At it least saved the, the segment. Yeah. It easily right. saved the segment. Now, here's a question I want to pose to you because uh, people have been saying it on Twitter, that uh, posting a lot of comments that say, just because someone says bitch in a promo doesn't mean that it's a good promo. Do you agree with that? True. Yeah, I can agree with that. Okay, so how about my response to that, which was, yes, I agree with you. Just because you say bitch doesn't mean it's a good promo. However, it adds a lot of realism to a segment for the simple reason that when we're angry as human beings, we tend to curse. We tend to use more emotional words like bitch and fuck and this and that. So when you throw in the word bitch, it literally shows that you've gotten under my skin and now I'm going to respond with something that threatens you a little bit more. So if she had said, well, I guess you're not a good lover then. Like, it would have just been like, okay, but then... Basically, she was like, oh, yeah, you want to say that? Well, I guess you aren't a good lover, bitch. You know, it comes across a certain way, and it adds realism. So, I disagree that bitch doesn't mean it's a good promo. Um, when used properly, it can be, it can make it make or break the promo. And in this case, I think it made the promo. And Natalia came across great. I mean, and, and the next segment was Dolph Ziggler and, uh, and The Miz. And for the same reasons, I was invested in, in that one. And the funny part is, apparently, they're not supposed to feud. They're not going to feud going into SummerSlam, but just their short interaction, mm. I was like, I want the Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. I'm starting to realize, like, the promos are more important than the matches in some of these things. You know? Because just because you right. have a good match doesn't mean doesn't mean it, it adds to your character or the depth of your character. Very true. I and mean, then, yeah. look... The, I the mean, mic, even mic. Ziggler gets over from getting, even Ziggler gets stunned. You know, we're still invested in, in Ziggler, even though he just lost. Right, he got seconds. buried, yeah. quote unquote buried, but it, it added to his dynamic because, you know, that whole, it should have been me. It's like, oh, shut up. Like, you just lost, you bitch. Like, you know, uh, Fernando says, listen to the Mike Bennett promo on 205 Live. Yeah, Mike Kanellis, uh, if you all don't know, um, he cut a really, really good promo on Drake Maverick. And basically saying, oh, you're something. Then he ends with saying something about his wife. Drake Maverick attacks him and says, okay, you'll be number one contender, but if you can beat me. So we're getting Drake Maverick in the ring on 205 Live, which is pretty awesome, too. Uh, WWE's just on fire, man. On fire as of late, um, which is awesome, man. And that's not to say AEW's not. AEW's doing amazing. And, and I think the wrestling business as a whole has just done better because of AEW's involvement. This, to me, is derivative of AEW. The the reason WWE is having to step up is because of AEW. Even though, yes, AEW is quote-unquote not competition. And in fact, I don't think they are in the sense of WWE is a big machine. It's going to be hard to compete with them. It You cannot deny the fact that they've influenced WWE. Absolutely. But Brandon, let's finish with SmackDown because 
we need to end this boring episode where I'm talking to myself. <laughs> Let's go. I'll just smack that. But seriously, Brandon, you're the co-host of wrestling. I'm going to cut my promo right now. You're the co-host of a wrestling podcast. You haven't seen any wrestling this week. After we talked about the aspirations of the podcast in the car ride, and now you're burying me on my own podcast, essentially. You're making me look bad by being so shitty on this podcast. <laughs> look, let us get the SmackDown. And he ignores look. me. <laughs> we, got, we got, we got, look, we got, we got more important things to deal with here. We got Shay McMahon, Kevin Owens. What do you think about this? How's uh, this going? Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens. I'm, I'm so happy with this feud because I, I love the, the realism. Like Shane's been on TV too much. Um, get the F off of our TV. And, and Kevin Owens is basically alluding to that. So Kevin Owens is our voice. You know, he is the voice of the fans telling Shane McMahon to get off a of TV. The town hall was great. It got Roman yeah, right. Reigns over uh, in two seconds by saying, you know, we're, we're all sick of you, bitch, uh, that sort of thing. Um, it got people over and just very quickly. I mean, Charlotte coming back. Um, Apollo Creed. Sucking up, sucking up to the McMahons. Apollo Creed, yes, as you yeah. call him. Um, Liv Morgan. I mean, Liv Morgan was great. It also established Buddy Murphy still as a heel. That's right. You know what I mean? So, like... You know, he came out, he's like, you, Kevin Owens better keep my name out of his mouth. Uh, you know, in other words, we're getting, we're probably going to have Kevin Owens face Buddy Murphy uh, pretty soon. Uh, I think that's great, man. I think it's great that Buddy Murphy basically said, I don't need your help, buddy. But, you know, it, it's kind of ingenious because, like, yeah, Kevin Owens is talking about a heel. The heel shouldn't respond okay. like, like, oh, yeah, thanks, Kevin. Um, so I think that, that ended up great. Uh, overall, I think SmackDown was good. I liked the the rematch with Aleister Black and uh, and uh, Cesaro. I really uh, liked the fact that you know Charlotte defeated um, Liv Morgan. Right? Yeah. And, what do you uh, think they're gonna do with Liv? Like, change her character. I hope. Change her. I, yeah. I what are they gonna do? They're gonna go back to like her old Jersey character, but we'll see yeah. because Carmella's kind of in play now. I don't know if that will. They can do that. Uh, Fernando has a very good idea, so I think we'll do it uh, next week. Uh, I think we'll do this next week. He says, let's have a town hall for Brandon. <laughs> yes. So we all get to voice of our, our opinions. I, I am down for that. If I, all, like I will get a number ready. And if you all want to call in the show <laughs> and just bash Brandon, who's down for that? In the chat let's right now. You, but you're going to have to join us next week because, yes, we will do a town hall for Brandon. That's right. And Brandon, everyone, <laughs> everyone can air their grievances. Uh, on Brandon, so I'm announcing that right now. That's Fernando's idea. Wrestle Marvel for three, three, three. Your biggest fan wants a town hall so that everyone can talk shit about you, Brandon. Um, Let's do it. But <laughs> I'm ready. This is just a great idea. See, the best things happen organically. Um, so, what do you think about the Connor's Cure Kid, Ember Moon, versus? <laughs> Bro, I can't believe it, man. They're actually giving Ember Moon the big matchup. This was, I think it was good how it happened too, because they put Ember Moon and Bailey over by having them win against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, and then it's like, oh, who's my uh, uh, challenger gonna be? Well, you know, I want the best, so here we just beat Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, so I'll take you. That was a really ingenious way on of announcing the match. I think we all knew who she was gonna say, but it was pretty ingenious because it put Ember Moon over yeah. uh, in this match. And if anyone can say that they are hurting the Bailey character, you notice any everyone's just completely stopped talking about Bailey. And what I mean by that is everybody was bitching. Look what they're doing with the Bailey character. They're not doing this. Everyone stopped talking. Because this is the thing. It's so easy to criticize. But it's not 
easy for people to compliment. So I'm going to compliment them. WWE has done a fantastic job with Bailey since Money in the Bank. They've completely redeemed her character. Bailey is just untouchable right now. Like Bailey is the Charlotte Flair of the women's division right now. What Charlotte was maybe a year ago. There's no beating Bailey. She can beat two women by herself, as we saw at Extreme Rules. Like, it's crazy how much they've redeemed her character. And I'm a fan of it. I'm really a fan of it. She's getting a chance to show who what she's made out of. So, for all the Bailey fans out there, you can't you can't criticize anymore. Um, but what do you think? I, you know, this match, I, fe- I felt like I skipped a lot. Uh, was the New Day versus Samoa Joe, Elias, and Randy Orton. Yes, but, but yes. let's let's talk about the promo beforehand because I think that's where everybody got to shine. Um, Samoa Joe coming out, Elias coming out, and when Randy Orton came out, I I mean, you and me probably will agree on this. I literally was like, "Oh my god, In the please, pose. please talk about the stupid stuff. Please just talk about it." Because Randy Orton was like, "Kofi, I think it's time I take the title off you." And I really was just expecting Kofi to go, what, Randy, this ain't 2009 where you can call me stupid. You know, you can call me stupid and think you can get away with it. This is a different Kofi Kingston. You're in my world now. Like, all, like I thought he was really going to go off. And yeah. I guess you can tell these guys are friends now. But, man, I was hoping he would channel that frustration. Right. I was a little bit disappointed that he did it. Um, but Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston still had a pretty good back and forth. Yeah. Um, I was really sold. It, in fact, it left me wanting Randy Orton to be the challenger for Kofi Kingston's title at SummerSlam. It made me go cool. put Orton versus Kofi because I think the fans would get behind Kofi more. Because without saying it even, WWE doesn't even need to allude to that. Everybody's seen that stupid, stupid stuff. So the wrestling community as a whole would band behind Kofi Kingston and say, yeah. F you, Orton. Like, no, we want Kofi to win. Um, Plus, that's a big-time proponent, you know, for, right. for Orton to for take Kofi. on, too. Exactly. No, for, I, I yeah. was going to say for Kofi to yeah, take on. Yeah, for Kofi. For Kofi. I mean, yeah, yeah, because Kofi's taking on a legend. You know, Orton's yeah. up there with the Cena's and the Hogan's, and the, you yeah. know, he's in that upper echelon. That's a, that's a big rub. Um, so if big Kofi bench. can beat Randy Orton, you know, that's a big, big deal. And it also puts the Kofi Kingston arc, you know, it brings it full circle because he's beaten the guy that stopped him from getting into the main event. Um, so I think WWE can has can strike gold if they want with that feud because I mean I think those two if they if they play into that oh man like that's a feud I'd want to see um, but I think again I think the match went on a little bit too long there was a, a lot of commercial breaks during this and I was just yeah. I found myself tuning out because of how many commercial right. breaks there were um, but the next match yeah is do you think that might be problematic with doing how they're doing the commercial breaks with the matches or i think it was problematic kind of how many commercial breaks they had during this match more so than mm-hmm. like if if other segments had happened it would have been fine but it was literally during yeah. a match they had like three commercial breaks um but anyway uh the wwe women's champions the iconics and the the kabuki warriors i was i was okay with this match uh i like that they kind of started it but stopped it you know what i mean left us wanting more uh, with this, right. oh, actually, something I should talk about. All day they'd been uh, talking about the fact that Daniel Bryan was going to have this career-altering announcement, and then he comes out during this. He gets pissed off. He comes out about three or four times, and then never makes the announcement. So this is like the WWE <laughs> version of clickbait on live television, because oh, yeah. they were like, "You won't believe what Daniel Bryan has to say," and then he says nothing. <laughs> uh, so this was clickbait at its finest. Um, 
we we tuned in for it. I was excited, but nothing happened. It but you see, matter. that's the thing. It's okay if the rest of the show delivered, which it did. So now they can announce it again for next week and then be like, okay with it, you know? Right. Uh, but anyway, I mean, a, a match, another match that I kind of like wasn't, wasn't in, so you might have to comment, was Andrade versus Apollo Crews. But I also hear this was, I mean, I was shocked that Apollo Crews got the W on this one. Yeah. I, well, I guess, you know, they had him in the town hall and his grievances. So I guess they figured, you know, let's give the guy, throw him a bone here. Go ahead, give give a little win here uh, in this match. Uh, we'll see what they end up doing with Cruz. Uh, I'm not sure what what they're gonna do because I, I thought they were gonna sort of be pushing Andrade too, but it, it's hard to tell what where, where these two guys are gonna end up. Uh, but ultimately, you know, to end to end this episode, uh, so Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler, I think it was a good match. I liked it. Um, I was okay that we actually got this match on SmackDown as opposed to getting it on Extreme Rules because Extreme Rules didn't really need it. Yeah. Um, and then I love the fact that Kevin Owens came out and, you know, hit the stunner again and all of that. Um, Kevin Owens, uh, just the beginning of the night, he hit the stunner. The end of the night, he hit the stunner. The show is primarily focused on Kevin Owens, and it's really awesome to see. Uh, it's really awesome to see him uh, in that role. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really happy with it, but Brandon, because your energy is so low, I'm going to end this episode right now because you've completely ruined this episode. This is the worst episode of the podcast in history. I'm going to say it right now. Um, but anyway, um, fight for the fallen. Great, 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 great. Extreme rules. I think was the best of, of the, uh, the week, but guys, I think I'm going to go watch evolve because I don't want to talk to Brandon anymore. Can you so, at least end it with Lacey Evans? Okay, fine. Thank you. Can end it with Lacey Evans, but first, before I do that, remember, guys, usually we are a very, very good podcast. Please <laughs> follow us on Twitter, at Kenny Podcast, uh, on Instagram, at Kenny for Your Thoughts Podcast, Facebook, at Kenny for Your Thoughts Podcast, and you can see the audio versions are all available here on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and more. If you're not subscribed to our YouTube, it's youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts. Once again, go ahead and buy one of our t-shirts at pro wrestling tees.com slash Kenny for your thoughts. We're working on getting a Patreon working. Uh, Fernando says, good night, Kenny. Brandon, you're a terrible friend. Yes, Brandon, you've downed the podcast. We're going to have this town hall <laughs> next week because we need to discuss what you've done wrong on this podcast. Uh, now, before we go, because I promised him, let's watch it one more time. Lacey Evans or instead we'll watch the casual drool water because that's what I want <laughs> no. to do Brandon no. on the casual drool water no we can't end it like this we gotta end it on Lacey All right, guys. this is ridiculous thanks for listening have a good night love you can be when everything's going right in your yes. life but you take away something valuable Please. like yeah